Hi, welcome to another episode of Useful Marketing Stories with me, Paula Ronan. I met AJ Saunders through Lunch Club. This is a networking resource that facilitates meetings between like-minded people from across the world. Check it out at lunchclub.com. I love it. It's random, but it can be just fantastic sometimes. We ended up setting up a little barter consultancy between us that I've really benefited from, and I hope that AJ has as well. AJ is a content strategist based in Bath in the UK. He's a font of knowledge and very generous with it. You might want to grab a pen and paper now because AJ usually fires out great tips at a rapid rate and you do not want to miss them. So thank you, AJ, for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. And uh, we really want to find out some useful information and tips from you about content strategy. Uh, do you want to start by telling me a little bit about how you got into content strategy? Yeah, sure. So thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, delighted to be here. So yeah, so I primarily got into writing content about a decade ago, and I've just since then done a lot of work into building my own blogs, but working with clients on building content for their websites. And so, yeah, so it's been kind of a natural progression in terms of where I ended up kind of helping small businesses really understand how content can drive sales, but also understanding how content can be used and how the strategy element is often missed. But once people get the content strategy element of it and the strategy element of it, they generally actually start to see results that they didn't believe were possible. So, yeah, so it's just a natural progression for me. Um, I absolutely love coaching people. I love doing the strategy element of it and just trying to help people come up with a plan that actually works, that they they then know what to do and how to execute, and they're not, it's not airy-fairy kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's essentially where I, that's a little bit about me. And um, we're, we're banding around this phrase already, content strategy, and there's a lot of people that won't know exactly what that means. I think it sounds a little bit like marketing gobbledygook. Right. <laughs> From your point of view, how would you define content strategy? Sure. So I, I, I guess for me, I just describe primarily what I do is trying to try to take somebody that doesn't know your brand and get them to be a customer. And so it's about creating content throughout all of their steps and building that trust. So for, for me, it's about understanding. So say you're selling, say, like cars, right? You know, and un, un, understanding that somebody may go onto Google and search like best affordable family car 2022, right? And then it's about trying to create content that educates them and builds trust through each each problem or each kind of concern that they may have. So that when they reach the end of, of your content arc, they can make a decision either to get in contact with you or to come and arrange a test drive or whatever, whatever the outcome you want, and then how to keep them in the loop between the time they register and the time they actually have the appointment. And so that's essentially what I help people or businesses do and uncover. And yeah, and so I, I, I found that by being able to be... By, by, by being able to help businesses understand that they don't need to create a lot of content, they just need to create very targeted content that answers users or potential users' questions, that actually we, we can have some great great results quite quickly. Brilliant. And um, I'm, I'm taking lots of notes here now. 
to me, uh, strategy, I love strategy as well. But if somebody asked me, right, right, what right. Is, I was like, oh my God. To me, it's like the thinking part. Right. And the tactics are the sort of actions that you take after it. That, that's the way I always think about it. And I suppose for me, content strategy, and you might say if you agree or disagree, would be the the uh, the well thought out part of it. So uh, thinking every, about everything in advance, how the customer feels, uh, how they're going to be uh, impacted by your messaging, et cetera, how things work together, the joined up thinking part of it. Uh, before right, right, yeah. Action. Um, yeah yeah so i just wonder then i have some questions here for you to see can i trip you up your, your, your <laughs> i see okay <laughs> um what, what do you think is the biggest mistake that you you see businesses making at the moment when they're doing their own content right oh this is how long have you got so I, I thought for, for a couple of hours on this i think um I think for me, people, they don't understand the user journey. So they don't understand how they're going to capture the person and what the outcome is that they want to achieve in the end. And so I, I feel a lot of people just create lots and lots of content that's very generic and very, very ordinary. And I'm I'm as guilty as this as the next person, right, by the way. So I'm, I'm, I'm painting myself with the same brush. But, yeah, I... I I feel lot, lots of businesses create very ordinary, very basic, very generic content that doesn't actually help their intended target market. It doesn't actually build build trust. And so what they're doing is they're pouring all this effort into creating content that doesn't help and doesn't do anything for them. Right. And then they sit there and they wonder why it's not working. Yeah. And rather what they should be doing is thinking, right, if I was to... I think I said this to you when, 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 when we talked earlier this year. I think I said to you, you know, right, what, what are the top 10 questions that you get asked all the time? Yeah, yeah and, and how would you, in your own personality, in your own voice, in your own experience, you know, talk back to that that question, you know, if you, if you sat in the pub, I reply to Gillius, what, what would you say to that person in return? And for me, that is what it comes back to, right? And I think if, if, if you can deal with those 10 or 20, 30, 40 questions, right, that somebody is asking you or you ask every week, but you can do it in a meaningful way that is is infused with your personality, infused with your experience. You, you then are elevating yourself above just writing lots of generic, crappy content that nobody wants to read and nobody will read. Yeah, very interesting. I remember you you did say that to me, and I did start it. Yes, yes. On my website, but I was only thinking as well that there's probably a big gap between what we what we imagine or, or what we wish our clients were asking us every week and what they actually are asking. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and uh, well, anyway, in my experience um, as well, clients, you, you mentioned there about using your own voice and how yeah. important that is. Yeah. And in my experience, I work with um, a lot of lovely businesses and do mentoring for startups and, and other businesses. There's a lot of fear out there um about using your own your own voice your own language yeah people sometimes think that they need to sound like corporate or just bland well they don't want to sound bland but they want think they want to sound professional and it may end up sounding bland right right but but i i think with this because so i want to read a friend in scotland called claire who who runs a va firm called advantage va really really great girl 
and she's Scottish, so she speaks a lot of slang. She swears quite often. She's a right laugh. But if you if you were to, you know, but I think it took her a couple of years to realize that it was okay for her to be like that with customers. And when she was like the customers, she would attract the customers that she actually wanted to work with, not the types of customers that wanted, you know, the lowest price or, you know, wanted her to do the quickest job or whatever. Obviously, she is incredible, don't get me wrong. But the moment she became, the moment she enlisted her personality, she became far more in demand than, you know, when she was just trying to be this corporate kind of entity where it was was a bit too kind of highbrow. And so I think, and I'm just using her an example because I know there's loads of other opportunities like that other stories that I have like that, where people have gone and talked to their own personality and they've seen results, you know, incredibly quickly because it's it's basically like a big magnet, right? You know, the the, the more who you are, it's more like staying in town square with a with a big magnet and attracting all the people that you should be attracting anyway, right? Yeah. Whereas if, if you're too corporate, you're 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 like sat in the corner with with you know with with your dog and your you know, your walking stick and paper and you you, you get you nowhere, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, very, very good. Very wise words there. And uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> I think in a lot of cases, when, when clients get to grips with that, it's freeing for them. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, and there yeah. is more of it themselves. I, I don't know if you find the same that uh, clients sometimes feel that they need to outsource more of their uh, content than they really need to because they think they need somebody with a different voice that is going to have all the correct grammar, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe that's not necessarily the case. No, I, I don't think so. I think, I think some people get hung up on the fact that they have to produce something. They enter the mindset they have to produce blog content, right? And so they think, how can I write a blog content that you know is really high brown? It's like, well, again, nobody wants you to be that corporate. People want you to have personality. And so quite a lot of times I will say to people, if you want to do that blog content and you're not a great writer, then have a conversation with somebody, record it, and get somebody else to transcribe it, and get somebody else to write it up, right? Because in that moment, you're not thinking about how it looks on the paper or how it's going to look on the page on, on your website. You're thinking about having a decent conversation or an engaging conversation. And that's going to drive engagement from your, your the customers that you actually want to attract. And so I feel that that's really far more important than... Than trying to be corporate or trying to be, you know, kind of stifled. Um, whereas there are other people that will, you know, just give like voice notes to, to a writer who can ghost in their voice. And so then it becomes about, you know, creating, you know, an outline or maybe, you know, some like an audio recording of a couple of, of points they want to make and then editing it later so it, it is more in line with their, with their voice, but someone else can write that. Um, so, yes, I do think, so I do think there's a lot of ways around it. I think. I think the more of who you become, the more the type of customers that you want will be attracted, and the more the type of people that won't be won't be attracted to you. And I think that I know I'm repeating that several times now, but I think that's really, really important to get across. Because I think a lot of small businesses fear that they can't they have to take on every customer and you don't. You just have to figure out who the right customer for you is and then go and find more of them, right? Absolutely. And I know you you be set up for the last 20 30 years haven't you yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. and you can't, it can't be repeated enough no exactly <laughs> and, uh, and just on that uh aj uh, yeah. what, what's your view on the new ai apps for content creation i don't think that they do 
a good enough job of actually producing something that's readable. And I'm I'm not suggesting that we need to be Hemingway or Scott uh, Fitzgerald, you know, the, these great prolific writers of, of of the 20th century, right? Or yeah, to some people, to, to, to young, young ones, just you know, J.K. Rowling. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't see how AI can really mimic your personality or can really mimic what points or what experience you have. I think if you're trying to sell whatever product you're trying to sell or a service or whatever, AI can't replace the fact that you know, you know, you, you, you've worked. You know, you're damn hardest for the last decade on a solution or on problems, and now you're writing up that experience. I don't see how AI can do that. So I do think AI. So I I am currently trying a couple of different AI outline writers, which they go into they go into Google and they grab all the subtitles of like the top ten pages that are ranking, and then they give you a collated version. They give you the options of so right, and then you can drop an outline out of that. And for me, because that's my process anyway, having AI do that is really powerful because it cuts my time down to like four seconds, right? Press one button, there you go. Fantastic. And then it's just drag and drop, right? So like for me, that that's really, 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 really great. But I don't see how that turns into something that's readable. So you can't really replace the human element um, of it. I, I don't think so. I, I really don't. Well, that'd be you know my own my own feeling. Yeah, and and I, I, I probably preferences by saying I'm not saying this because of what my job is, right? <laughs> I <laughs> because like you know, again, you know, I don't sure you do. I consider myself a consumer first, right? So I, I want to read decently written things, right? That are written by decent decent human beings who can actually write right yeah. um so i'm not gonna say as a as you know as somebody who's trying to protect his livelihood i'm trying to say it as somebody that's a consumer so yeah yeah absolutely and i was only thinking there as well that um uh an ai is probably going to be programmed to write something that's flawless uh, yeah. whereas real humans you know don't really want to do yeah. things that are flawless they're just yeah the mistakes actually make it yeah. what it is, you know. Yeah. And even for um, uh, somebody creating content to write about mistakes that they have made is a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the, the, the one book that actually pops to mind that I read recently is Charlie the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. right? Because of how it's written, you know, the, it's grammatically ambiguous. It's yeah. He's throwing phrases around all the time, but that's what makes it work and that's what makes it so exciting, right? Yeah, that's a great that's a great analogy. Yeah, but but you know it, it it's not the most perfectly written like in, in terms of like one day parlance, which what we would kind of consider to be eloquently written, but it's written in such a fun, engaging way that you you, you want to keep turning the pages, right? Yes, and I think you can't really replace that. And obviously, Roald Dahl was a was an absolute master at writing. So yeah, so but I don't think you can really replace that in you know with with with, with software technology. No, we're going to have to to keep um, putting pen to paper ourselves, or absolutely, absolutely, the laptop to keyboard. <laughs> and um, uh, Adrian, what do you think is the biggest waste of money or time that people are making at the moment in terms of content? So I think people are trying to be too clever. So I think they're trying to pump up too much content. 
They're trying to pump up too much generic content. They're also investing in really expensive tool suites they don't need because they're they're useless in terms of what they they're not useless in you know if you're running an agency, but they're useless if you're running a small business. And I think actually, if you're running multiple tools, you're running multiple tool suites. The best thing to do is to try and analyze way what you're using the best and what your and what other software maybe lighter, cheaper software can replace that. Okay, and there the first thing you said there was about people pumping up generic content. I'm yeah. just um, uh, for just to clarify, people, you mean uh, putting money behind ads uh, for content that's not specific to that business or brand, is it? Right, right. So, 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 so there's some of that. But they're also, so I know people that have like targets to publish, say, like a blog post a day or a blog post every couple of days, right? Yeah, and I think you're wasting lots of money because you're not being strategic about it, right? Yeah, and you have then time to do things like run ads or do marketing properly for it. Yeah, and you're just trying to churning and burning and not actually getting anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. And Thank you. <laughs> I I would say as well, uh, from my point of view, I don't know what it's like. You're in the UK there. I know I'm not. Indeed, yeah. In Ireland, it's it's actually I find a lot of um, people asking me for names of people or agencies that will do their content for them, their content marketing for them. Right. Yeah, they're very thin on the ground. They're thin yeah. on the ground in the southeast region. Or right. Well, there's some really good ones, <laughs> but they're more um, agencies that maybe startup businesses or smaller businesses right. um, wouldn't have the budget for in the in the first few years of business anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, they, so so they end up. Uh, hiring the wrong type of resource, I suppose, or putting the, right. the wrong type yeah. of resource where, you know, they, I I often feel that they'd be better off um, hiring somebody in-house. Yeah. And and kind of, you know, it takes, it takes longer. Maybe it seems to be more expensive over the long term, uh, but uh, I think that it may be a good investment. You know, someone that would be able to, work with the likes of yourself or myself yeah exactly exactly that will be a constant yeah. in the company but 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 i do think you know i i completely agree but i also think a lot of that comes back to people don't set kpis and set the the, app, the expected outcome to begin with yeah and so you know i'm i'm sure you hear hear this on an hourly basis, you have people that are disappointed that phone you and say, I'm disappointed with this marketing agency because it's an X, Y, and Z. And the moment you say, so what goals do you set for them? They go, oh, well, no, you go, well, that is your problem, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, so yeah, so I, I do think hiring people in-house can make more sense, especially if you're then throwing money at training them and growing them as a, as a person. Because I, I think, you know, the more the more you do things in-house and you train people appropriately and you invest in them, even if they leave after a couple of years, you then become, you know, a great bastion of em employee relations in, in, in your industry. Because people think, you know, the bar to go work for them is so high because they, they're going to invest lots of money, they're going to train me properly. And so you become such, such a much more prestigious organization to work with. And so the, the benefits of hiring people and training them correctly, and you know, even if it's content creation or you know, teaching them how to do marketing properly, is well worth it. Absolutely well worth it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, so, AJ, what's the biggest win that you've experienced with a piece of content or an idea? Oh, oh. This could, this could be the question that trips me. There you go. <laughs> so I wrote a piece, this is years ago, actually. I'll, I'll explain the context and you'll hope to find this hysterical. So do you remember the song Get Lucky? Yeah. Right. So about a year after it came out, somebody did uh, a write-up about how much the, the authors got paid. Obviously, then it was disputed in court and blah, 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 and... It all went. It all went a bit, bit mad. Um, but basically, for I think it was like a, a, a billion streams, they got about ten grand each, right? Because there were five writers, and so I, so there were lots of the, this. This was eight years, nine years ago. There was lots of hullabaloo on the internet. So I wrote down this piece, this blog post, and it got read. I think about a thousand times within a couple of hours, maybe a day. Wow. So yeah, I know. So that that was back in the day, and that was that was really really interesting. And, that got republished like links to that got republished all over the world so that that's pretty cool um so yes so that was one one thing that's really really cool and then yeah just at the moment i'm really excited about doing you know this new kind of content model called poc which is uh pain outcome and cash and it's basically about trying to find the pain of 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 your, your client or the persona then trying to figure out what steps they're going to take to take to the outcome that you want them to take. So whether that's signing up for a demo, whether it's signing up for a call or it's downloading an ebook, and then how you're going to get from that point to getting them on to get cash. So, you know, so once they've signed up for say a free call, are you then going to send them for emails? You know, on the first email you say something like, thanks for booking a call. Here's more about us. Second one is this is who we don't work with. You know, if you want to cancel, go ahead. Third one is can you still have cancelled, you know, what whatever, right? And then and then you have the call, then you have you know a couple of follow-up emails after that. And thinking in those kind of terms, I think it's gonna be more streamlined for how businesses can actually make money. So yeah, so I'm really really excited about rolling that out over the next couple of months on my site, on some client sites. And yeah. Well, that sounds really exciting. And that that's your own um, your own invention. AJ, is it? Correct. Yeah, well, it, it, it's years of duct taping things to other things, right? Like like we all do in marketing, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that's a great idea over here, that's a great idea over there. You kind of, they just kind of huddle it into to, to a big mess and it kind of makes sense, right? <laughs> I, know, um, I know the feeling, but um, it's, it's brilliant when things like that come together. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. A, a branded a branded solution like that is fantastic. So congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well you have to get Paul O'Connell, the um rugby player, to promote it for you now. He's oh right, right, right. Not <laughs> that I know anything about it. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll have my people talk to his people, right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And, um, and just on that, AJ, from, from your own point of view, you know, you're a very successful uh, content strategist for, you know, all of your clients and building their businesses up. But how do you promote your own business? Like, where do you, where have your clients come from? So one big thing for me is networking. So I spend quite a lot of time not going to networking events, but actually trying to find other businesses that have the customers that I want to reach but also trying to find people that I can help. So I can give you an example. So 
I was in Bucharest last week and I went and met with the owner of an uh, interior shop that I've been following for years on Instagram. I just messaged her out the blue and said, hey, I'm in Bucharest, can I pop in? And she said, yeah, great. And we sat there and we talked for about 10, 15 minutes. And I was saying, right, do you know so-and-so who's local? Do you know so-and-so in Germany? Do you know so-and-so? And these are all people that I know and I've built contacts with in the last four, five, six years. And so I've been able to put her, put them in contact with other people in my network just just out of, you know, just off the top of my head without even really thinking. And I'm doing it because I know that if I can help them, the moment they think of, oh, so-and-so needs digital marketing, oh, AJ, right? So I'm not expecting them to give me any cash. I'm not expecting them to give me any client from it directly, but I'm just trying to help people in. And then somebody, somebody else that I met, you know, he's a property developer out in Romania who's, who's doing some really, really interesting things. And he's like, we're struggling to, to raise capital. So I'm like, right, okay, I can go talk to some clients of mine and some friends and some contacts and let's see who I can introduce you to who may be able to have those discussions with you. And so I've been able to send his prospectus out to a couple of people already. So... Yeah. Well, well, that is very impressive, AJ. Thank you. To be able to go to Bucharest and do that. that that's um, yeah. the result of a lot of effort, I'd say, on your part and a lot of helping people, as you say. And I forgot to say at the start of this, I'm going to put it in the... In the <laughs> now, we met on Lunch Club, wasn't it? it correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I think Lunch Club is so odd, but I actually love it. You know, right, right, right. Me too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so Lunch Club is, as well as a great place to network. I've met you, I've met some other people. Um, I've actually met a contractor who's doing some work for me at the moment on Lunch Club. So, it's all it, it, it's been fantastic, yeah. And so, I do lots of networking. I have a website, I do things like this, which is crazy and obscene, but I, I have so much fun doing these kind of things, right? Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so I just I, I'm just trying to be out there as much as possible and trying to do as much as possible so that people know who I am. People know, like, and trust me. So when they think of, I've got a digital marketing problem, they think of me. Mm, brilliant. Well done. Well done. It's, it's working well. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I, I was wondering as well, what do you think um, about the value of content marketing? I know this, like, you know in your heart and soul that uh, you must, every business must do content marketing now. But I think is if it's similar to the work that I do and other marketing people do, if it's not uh, advertising where you can see the cost of an ad, you have the resources to measure the result of the, the ad, uh, it, sometimes it's difficult to tell people uh, to sell it as a high value asset, you know, a high value action for uh, a company to invest in. You right, know? right, right. So I... I, I I guess I see content creation, you know, whether you're doing video, whether you're doing blog posts, whether you're doing social media as a long-term customer retention strategy. Because, you know, I, I, I give you an example. So there's a guy in the States called Ryan Stewart who I've been following now for six, seven, maybe even eight years, right? Yeah. Really, really amazing marketer, really great at what he does. He's built multiple multi-million pound businesses and sold them what multi multi dollar businesses whatever right yeah um you know what i mean you know, so, I know what you, mean. you know what i mean and so 
I just saw that, and I probably shouldn't admit this in public, I just thought you could book a stop with him on his website. I think they've now taken that form down because I think they got wise to the fact that some idiot did actually book a stop with him. Um, so I booked a stop with him. And I just said, hey, man, you know, I just want to take 10 minutes out of my day, 10 minutes out of your day, just to say, I really admire you. You've been a really great influence on, on, on my journey over the last couple of years. And I just want to, to tell you that. I've been following you for years. And he did a weekly video. And the next video, the two videos out... He then did. So, you know, I hear from people that have been following me for years that now just suddenly start to talk to me. I thought, he's talking about me, isn't he? <laughs> um, right? And so I think there there is there is a long-term decay, you know, if you if you are doing some of these content plays where you're right, you can't measure it as an input. So you can't say, right, we do advertise and we sell, we sell products. But I think you can measure it in terms of actually has that customer come back has that customer been following us following us for six years and that has now actually decided to purchase? And so I think it's more about branding, brand awareness and brand, brand loyalty rather than it being a quick kind of payoff. Which again, I which again, you know, it is it becomes really difficult to justify as an input cost. But I think people crave loyalty in terms of what they perceive from brands. Mm. I think it's very, very easy to actually do loyalty in a very, very meaningful way. I just think a lot of people don't want to do it. It's because they just they don't understand how to do it properly. And that's why I think that they're investing it. Because they think, oh well, loyalty takes care of itself because we, we do it we we do our we do our six month follow up after a care call and that's that's good enough. Whereas I think if you start to invest in doing some of these like more content, long term content plays, you actually start to see you know, you actually start to see people invest more in your brand because they feel they feel respected they feel trusted and therefore that's only can be a good thing yeah yeah very good it's um it's like that uh, two-speed marketing where right you know you you know you need to do the long-term brand marketing whether it's above the line advertising or whatever yeah um, and the tactical things like the two for one on the supermarket shelf yeah exactly online it's it's actually easier to see the correlation between yeah. the, you'd imagine you know right. uh, but um yeah it's uh it's yeah, i suppose more and more now we'll see the ac the actual value of it because analytics are so good now that mm. you you should be able to drill down to see what that investment into that content marketing has delivered over a year and yeah in, in terms of uh, uh customer loyalty and repeat pur purchases and all right that. right very good. So, uh, so you told me about what's next on the cards for you. You're focusing on your POC. Correct. Yeah. Paying outcome cash. Correct. Yeah. I I I, I, I call it POS, but I thought people might misinterpret that as yeah. something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So yeah, I, I thought it'd be polite, you know, being. <laughs> Very good. Anything else going coming up for you in your in your uh, personal life? Your tennis, or your cars, or uh, country houses? <laughs> you, you've been paying attention to your brand building, AJ. I know. Good, good, good. good. I'm glad. I'm absolutely yeah. glad. For anybody, anybody uh, listening who hasn't seen AJ on LinkedIn, he has a uh, very regular little snippets on there that are entertaining and informative. 
<laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I, I do try. As well. <laughs> I do try. Um, no, there's just, yeah, it's just sprinting to the end of the year. So with a couple of things that I'm involved with, I'm trying to just get freedom from them. So I'm trying to reorganize them so I'm not involved anymore. So that's taking up a lot of brain power at the moment, just trying to build out the SOPs, you know, the processes, the templates, etc., and hire the right people so that I'm not directly involved too much anymore. So I'm really excited about that because then I can set back and start to scale other things and or exit things and not have to to worry about kind of being directly involved. So yeah, yeah so there's there's loads happening as always. I don't sit still. I'm yeah. one of these crazy idiots who you know I I I I got back on Monday morning. I, I got to the house at eleven o'clock Monday morning after being in Victoria all night awake and. Kips crops my eyes and right back to work then. So yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't sit still, which is is probably you know <laughs> the forte of, of lots of problems in my personal life. But anyway, um... <laughs> oh, you're young yet, AJ. You're oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, thanks a million for taking time out. Oh no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, well, it has been a pleasure and very useful. You gave us loads of information there about oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and tips about using using your voice, about uh, thinking about the top 10 questions that customers might ask yeah. you, yeah. setting goals, all very uh, wise and, uh, you know, things that we, we should know, but we don't put into practice uh, half and often enough yeah. especially when it comes to online so um i i really thank you for that and oh, i hope no, it's been a pleasure keep it's trying to put it into practice myself as well so yeah thank you aj and i hope to talk to you again soon then yeah absolutely absolutely take care now Well, thank you so much to AJ for sharing his valuable time with us today. I certainly got a lot out of it and I hope that you did too. I suppose the big takeaways from it for me were make sure that you have a strategy before you start creating content. To use your own voice, no matter how that feels to you, it's going to work better. And that we all need to set KPIs or key performance indicators before we start our content marketing. Thank you so much again, AJ. You can hit AJ up on LinkedIn. He's great on LinkedIn or visit his website, which is agsdigitalgroup.com. Thank you for listening and I hope to welcome you again next time for more useful marketing stories. See ya.